Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Man, uh, Jimmy, I think oh. we just before we even get into it, we Let's... should probably let people know oh. that there is an opportunity oh, here we for go. someone... Mm-hmm. Well, there's an opportunity for a lot of people to apply. Correct. For an opening, or two yep. openings, really, that we have at Redeemer Fellowship. Uh, you want to give them the details? Yeah, so we are looking at a uh, to bring on a new associate pastor of discipleship. So it's a full-time gig. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, looking for someone to, to fill that role. And, that, and, the, and we have specific requirements for people to be able to really oh, step mean, into that role. Oh, you mean like not just apply if you haven't looked at what the what sort of the things we're you looking look at? Job description, <clears throat> what we're looking for. Yeah. You might want don't just say, "Hey man, I've got a, I've got I can make a PDF. <laughs> I, I can make a, I can make a resume and then send it and it doesn't really look at the thing. Read, read, where, where where do they go to even just read about this? Oh, yeah, redeemerfellowship.org/openings or redeemerfellowship.org Slash work for Jofo? Is that it? Is <laughs> that, that the is one? It? All right. But that, that is Brian Malcolm did that. That's, That's not Malcolm. us That's not doing us. that. But yeah, no. Uh, uh, RedeemerFellowship.org slash openings. Uh, we've got uh, the full-time associate pastor as well as the part-time youth leader. Uh, so yeah, the the pastor. Maybe you don't know about this yet. Mm. The search committee yeah. has been formed. Yes, I know. Do you know? I, I've not updated the elders. No, but I saw that you you had communicated that who's heading it up, yeah. and that he had uh, made that, made a change. Well, yeah, and he was reaching out, but that didn't mean people said yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. So now maybe some there's been some other changes. Good. Yeah, I'm just trying to let you know. I bet there haven't been any. I bet there's been no changes. I bet you there's mm-hmm. been zero. Yeah. Okay. There's been 10 minus 10. Okay, okay whatever. <sighs> Anyways, no, we're getting together uh, and this Saturday is the, night. This is the first time that we've had to reach out to bring somebody on staff. Correct. We've always been able to raise up from within, but we yep. find ourselves as a church in a unique season, uh, looking forward to uh, what's next for us. And it, we realize like we don't have the ability to hire anybody inside. Mm-hmm that um, has the experience and whatnot that we're looking for. Uh, so Potentially, potentially, because yeah. people within are still able to yeah. to apply. Well, that's right. Yeah, we could find somebody. Yep. But um, but nobody that we've been in talks with that, you know, for, for, for like the, the uh, that associate position. So, yeah, that could totally happen. But we're opening it up because we're looking for people that have uh, a broader range of experience than most of us do. Yep. yep. So, yeah. So, yeah, next <clears throat> next Saturday... Is uh, the the committee is getting together at my house for dinner? Nice and to discuss and to kind of go over, kind of going to go over the rules and the mandate. Yep. And here's kind of what governs how we will operate, mm-hmm. and uh, go from there. Now, when you get them all together, yep. Um, are they going to have to sign some sort of a biblical sexuality statement? Uh, they're going to have uh, to sign something. Okay, all right, just make it sure they're going to because... have to sign uh, non disclosure. Okay, NDA, non compete. Mm-hmm. Non solicit. Okay, that's a, that's that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. lot of, that's that, a lot of signatures. That's a lot of signatures. I'm okay, gonna get. I'm going to get those. Well, I know you have a lot of experience <laughs> with that sort of a thing in the business world. Yep, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, you know, for, yeah, it's 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 important. You got to have that stuff. Yeah, uh, but man, uh, it just it kind of came across uh, my uh, my internet feed or whatever at some point about. Uh, you know this Baptist church in in Florida requiring members to sign a an, a new statement or be removed from membership. 
um, you know, the, the statement of faith or whatever they've signed before mm-hmm. apparently wasn't enough. And so uh, they, they've decided that you're going to have to sign a biblical sexuality statement or yeah. be removed from the membership. Uh, you can read about this in uh, Baptist News Global. I'm sure it's in a bunch of other places. Uh, this just happens to be where we grabbed it. Um, but uh, the, the article opens up by saying, members of a Jacksonville, Florida Baptist church have until March 19th to sign a statement on biblical sexuality or be removed from membership. All members of FBC Jacksonville are required to sign a form that indicates their agreement with a statement on biblical sexuality adopted by the church last fall. So this is a statement on biblical ethics Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. the church has already adopted. The church affirms this. The church has voted this into place. Now, uh, you have to sign your name that you are in agreement with this if you want to keep being a member. That statement says, as a member of FBC, I believe that God creates people in his image as either male or female, and that this creation is a fixed matter of human biology, not individual choice. I believe marriage is instituted by God, not government, is between one man and one woman, and is the only context for sexual desire and expression. Um, eh, Sexual desire, I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, we can quibble a little bit. Like you can have a desire to have sex without even lusting in your heart. Be like, oh, I'm made for this. I, you know, I'm not married yet, but I want to be. But I know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, it's you know, general Christian Orthodox statement on sexuality. Yeah. So, no, what is your problem with it? Nothing crazy. I don't have any problem with that. What, why? I'm up. I, I, I think that's a it's fine time, statement. It's time to enter the no spin zone, Okay, Joe. the no spin zone. The no spin zone. Uh, yeah. Why do you hate this? Let me let me tell you. I don't hate it. I I, I agree. What part of God's plan of the institution of marriage yep do you I, disagree with nope i i think uh i think it's a fine statement don't have any disagreements mm. with it outside of that like, that like well sexual desire because again you know i you could say like before i was married i had a desire for sex yeah i had a sexual desire yeah, yeah, for sex. Yeah. but maybe they're just saying like oh uh that your your the context of sexual desire needs to be toward marriage, a biblical, biblical concept of marriage, which is fine. So again, I, I, may, I may just be uh, not spending enough time with it. Yeah, but yeah. no, it's fine. I think it's, a good, I think it's a good statement. But I, um, uh, I, I don't like people moving, uh, moving things around on me, uh, moving the goalposts for membership. I don't like that. I don't, and I, I don't like people... Well, I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <clears throat> no, we know that about you. Yeah. But like, is it moving the goalposts though? So I guess here's my question. Is it moving the goalpost when, like, uh, look at Redeemer. Redeemer Fellowship would affirm this. Yep. Redeemer Fellowship leaders affirm this. Mm-hmm. Like, we are a a Orthodox church that wholeheartedly believes this. The ancient biblical es- uh, sexual ethic. We're down with that. Okay. So what goalpost are we moving? The expect uh, the requirements for membership. They've but, moved but the, the requirements of membership is that they are in line, Right. Yeah, but now they've added something. Now you have to sign this. They could do this for a hundred different issues. Why don't mm-hmm. they have a statement on abortion? Maybe they should. So, we, how many things are we going to have to outline? Uh, it, you know, and how many? It's, <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's, no, I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You're saying like, hey, where, where does it end? And and my my thought now is in in our age and in our culture, it feels like it, it continually needs to be addressed. And, and reaffirmed because within the church, we're seeing, you know, ambiguity. 
Is well, that, not at this church. There's no ambiguity. Not at this church, but I'm talking but about. But they're like, the ones having people sign the statement where there is no ambiguity. Sorry, what do you, maybe I'm using the wrong word when I say that. I'm there's, saying there's no confusion or haziness over the issue of what the Bible teaches on this because they're so clear on it. The entire church has voted to adopt the statement. Okay, and then you're saying, why then, if the church has affirmed the statement, why then have members sign a new statement? A new statement. You're, they're adding to the process. You want to be a member? You've already signed our church covenant, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. That should be enough. If you need a new church covenant, then fine, draw up a new church covenant. But now you're... you're, you're, you're ah, see, I thought this was going to be an amendment to the, to, uh, the, uh, the church covenant. There's a form. It just says ah, that okay, you're going to okay. have to I sign. thought it was going to be an amendment to but the church again, covenant. Again, listen, churches can amend their covenants all they want. But again, I'm suspicious. It's like, okay... You you have to sign you okay you have to sign off on this biblical statement of sexuality fine okay but there are other issues that are wreaking havoc in our culture that are sinful and evil that you're not having them sign like abortion is worse yeah yeah abortion was abortion is killing people yep killing babies uh why why not that one yeah agreed so that's that that's my main thing I'm not and listen I know that some people are against church covenants. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And there are, there are people that are against church covenants because they've seen churches abuse members. Correct. Using the covenant. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I understand that. I've seen people uh, reject church covenants because they 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 don't want to be held accountable. They're just like, I don't, listen, man. Don't tell me what to no, do. No, don't. I don't like don't, to tell me what to don't do. Don't tell me what to do. I, you don't know, you be in charge of me. I, it's my body, my choice. <laughs> If I want to be a glutton, drunkard, you know, murderer, then I can be that. And I want you to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I get all of that. But we think that, you know, historically a church covenant is a good thing. It is a, I mean, it's people say like, well, where do you find membership in the Bible? And people will say like, well, clearly we have lists or lists of widows. There, you know, people knew who was in and outside of the church. So the, clearly there was a sense of membership. And so people are like, but I don't see membership, church membership mm -hmm. in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And our response is always, look, church membership, the way that we do it, is a way of doing something we clearly see in Scripture. Yes. Being able to identify who is in and who is outside of a local church. Mm -hmm. And a church covenant is a part of that membership because the covenant is essentially the promise, the oath. Again, yes. I'm joining you and I'm pledging myself and we're going to live this way together. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. some church covenants are like super big and complicated. Yep. And some are very vague and sort of, you know, don't say a whole lot. So I think, you know, you have to decide what is it that we want our church covenant to say. It, it was funny because John Piper was the one who said when they, they had changed their church covenant. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it, well, I, I know this. They were, they were looking to change their church covenant because of the issue of beverage alcohol consumption. Mm. So, um, and even though McCar uh, what's his name? Piper was, uh, was saying like, listen, I don't think Christians should be drinking alcohol. I just think don't do that. But why would we have that in here, but not something on abortion or, you know, sexual immorality or whatever it is. Like we have this, we're going to single out this issue, beverage alcohol. So it's better to say biblical godliness or, you know, whatever, point to a, a statement of faith. Uh, so uh, figuring out what you're going to say is, yeah. is somewhat problematic uh, for, for, for a lot of churches. All right, so looking at, at our church covenant, mm -hmm. I'm just pulling it up now. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I went to the website. Oh, is, is there a covenant on there too? Nice. Oh, no, our constitution. I'm looking at the constitution. Here, I'll send you a link real quick. Yeah, boom, boom. Thank you. 
Oh, you might not even be able to see this. Oh, why? I don't know. I, I signed it. No, no, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm going to send it to you real quick. Let's see if you can open this. All right, let's see. Boop. If Wait, not, I'll no, let that's you. That's the wrong one here. Here, paste, boom, boom. All right, let's see if you can open that. Oh, doop. You're going to have to sign in. Oh. You should have access. Got it. Were you able to open it? Yeah. Oh, good. Because uh, I guess I'm logged in as uh, the email address for uh, new. Uh, uh, okay. Nobody people. cares. You take so long oh, to answer what's a it question. Called? I can't remember what it's called. I know, I know you can't remember what it's new, called. New people like trying to work with us. I don't know. Ah, applicants. <laughs> the email address where all the applicants go. No, that no. Th this is this. I don't know why. Oh, it's, you're actually logged in as Jimmy mm. in your docs. So that's why you have access because you're an elder. All right. I can see you logged in. I know. It says openings at redeemerfellowship.org. Why don't I just look? If I, if I run this. Oh, J for job. Boom. My bad. Boom. I went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Here All we right. go. So listen. So listen. A couple things about this membership. We did not create this one. We, when we started, we, were, we looked at a bunch, or I looked at a bunch of yep, them, yep. and the, we liked this one because it was simple, it was basic, and uh, we'll let you get, I'll tell you where we got it from, at least where I think we got it from at the end. It might surprise people. Oh. So we only got like four, there are really four points here to our church covenant. Yep, uh, protecting uh, the unity of the church. Oh, okay. So it has the whole preamble, right? Having received Christ as my Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. being baptized, blah, blah. So we have four points. Number one is, you said, I will protect the unity of my church. Yep, by acting in love toward other members, by refusing to gossip, by following the leaders. Do what we say. That's when we it. say it. When we say it. Yeah. How high we say to jump. That's right. They got to obey. Um, so like, and there's a number of scripture passages here uh, that, you know, Romans 14, 1 Peter mm -hmm. 1, Ephesians 4, Hebrews 13. Um, all right, by acting in, so this is pretty general stuff, right? You, you, we could start to parse this by acting in love toward other members, right? Okay, so we could like, but well, that means you must bear one another's burdens. If there is a particular need in the congregation, we should seek to, you know, we promise to seek means of helping each other. You could parse this out into a hundred different ways. Yeah. By forgiving each other when we sin against one another. But instead, it says by acting in love toward other members. Yep. And now that stands for everything that we know that Scripture says about what it means to act in love toward one another. Yep. But why But why gossip? Why refusing to gossip? That seems somewhat specific. Uh, because that's really a unity killer when you're talking behind people's back about other people. Yep. Spreading spreading things that shouldn't be spread. Yeah, and you know, we've we've seen it happen in churches. We've seen churches split and destroyed over yep. gossip. And um you know, whether it, listen, it can be as simple as in fact, I was just talking with uh, with one of our guys Herman uh, with the men's breakfast today. And we were talking about this experience he had um at a church and he said, you know, we hired a new pastor and when the congregation had voted, oh, we're going to hire this guy. Mm -hmm. This was years ago. Um, this woman whom he said was an old woman, but he says, now that I'm thinking about it, she is younger than I am now, or she was <laughs> younger than I am now. Anyway, so he's like, she was against, she's like, I'm against this. I do not think this is the guy, mm. but nevertheless, the church voted. That was the guy. So the guy comes in and she, and he said, I didn't know it for like a year, but she just poisoned people mm. gossiping under the, sort of the radar until she had built up this, this tension with people. And it wasn't just her. I mean, it was other people were doing this. 
But it ultimately wound up really wreaking havoc in the church and doing a lot of damage. That's why mm. it's in there because, uh, you know, it's something to identify that allows us then to all stop it when we see it. Gossip is one of those things that people just sort of, either you, you like hearing it because it's juicy. Yep. Or you're super awkward and don't want to tell a person not to gossip. So you just kind of sit there. You just kind of sit there and it's still like letting it happen to you. And by, by addressing it in the membership covenant, which we talk with everybody about before they join, they know like, Oh, Hey, listen, if, if, if somebody's gossiping, we just simply go, Hey man, we just, you know, I don't want to talk about that. That's mm-hmm, not, that's mm-hmm, not appropriate mm-hmm. for us to talk about. Um, what about following the leaders? Um, well, I mean, that seems dangerous to me because, uh, you know, this seems like something that you could use to tell, okay, listen, uh, you're not listening to me. I'm a leader. You're supposed to obey. You signed the covenant. Obey, yeah, but you know, but, yeah, but there's still follow me, <laughs> follow me. Yeah. But I mean, there's still, you still, you know, there needs to be organization. There needs to be organization and accountability. There has to be mm-hmm. direction. There has to be vision. Uh, there has to be structure. Uh, this, you know, a lot of people, I know people enjoy organic quote unquote, you know, uh, Home churches mm-hmm. that are in and of themselves have structure and organization and yep. leadership. If they're if they're getting anything done, if they're getting anything done, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, we're called. God has called and in, uh, individuals. He has called uh, qualified men to serve in leadership. Yeah, and so yeah, we're called to you obey see, our leaders. You, you can't function without it biblically. No, got it. God gave the church teachers and preachers, elders, yep. whatever. Yep. Um, but again, that's not all that we know about elders. It says by following the elders, well, um, we, of course, if they're committing sin, we, we're not submitting to that. Correct. We also have in place processes by which leaders are held accountable for their transgressions if they are abusing their their position of power or privilege. Yeah. Uh, you know, our congregation can, can vote Jimmy out. That's right. You know, I, you know, it comes close every year, I think. You know what? I mean, <laughs> I last year. Have, listen, I got to wine and dine some people. You have to have a lot of uh, I, I have to have dinner parties. A lot of dinner parties, invite people out. It's a good thing you got your basements fixed up. Exactly. You, I'm like, you want to watch this movie? <laughs> Come on over. Come on over. Let's watch a movie of all my accomplishments this past three months. <laughs> here's what. Here's everything that happened because of me. <laughs> Keep me around. No, um, but we we definitely do have have processes in place, and so I mean, I just simply tell people, listen, do not follow any church leaders yep. if they are teaching heresy or leading people away from scripture don't follow them instead speak to them if there's sin challenge them bring the other leaders into it bring the congregation into it if you need to yep. that's all a part of it all right what about number two of our membership covenant uh, i will share the responsibility of my church oh uh, praying for it for its growth oh. uh, in, inviting the unchurched to attend by warmly welcoming those who visit Okay. So I, I, I like this. I, I think this is good because one of the things that we talk about at Redeemer is that we believe that everybody plays a role in the mission of the church, which is to make disciples. And that includes everything from, you know, preaching the gospel to inviting someone into your home, uh, to experience Christian hospitality, to bringing them to church with you, uh, whatever. There's all kinds of mm-hmm, ways. Mm-hmm. And that's the responsibility of the church. Disciple making is the responsibility of the church. It yeah. belongs to no one else. And so um, we, we have a responsibility to the church, and we, so we pray for its growth. And I would say this is, of course, spiritual and numeric. Mm, um, mm-hmm. But yes, we're, we're, we're praying that we would reach more people with the gospel, that we would be able to make more disciples. So we should be committed to praying for that and by inviting the unchurched to attend. This is like the easiest level of sort of evangelism slash pre-evangelism that anybody can do. I go to a church. Hey, man, do you, 
do you like your your worship? Yeah. Oh, do you like your preacher? Okay, great. Then you have the easiest thing in the world. Invite your non-Christian friends. Yep. Come with me to church. I think you would really dig it, man. Yep. It's cool. Or I think you would find it interesting. Or I think you would find it challenging. Or I think it'll really give you some things to think about. Like there's a million ways to ask them, but like say, come to church and afterwards we'll go and we'll go get some wings. Yep. Right? We'll go play some darts. That's whatever, right. Whatever you're going to do. It's a super easy way to, to bring people in. So I, I think that's that's smart. But what about that last I had part? one kid one, oh, yeah. in, in Young Life, right? Mm-hmm. He kept wanting to invite his friends. Yeah, to church. he was a new believer, and like I ain't coming to church. Caston was his name. Caston. Caston. Huh. He kept. He kept like, and he was just. I want Jimmy. I want them to come to church. I want them to hear. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but you know, just love on them and everything. Right. Yeah. So then he started. All of a sudden, he showed up, and he had like four friends with him, and I'm like, hey man, that persistent. You've been praying. This good stuff. He's he like, lied. He goes. I told him there was gonna be pie after. <laughs> I go. What? He goes. I dude. I told him there was gonna be pie. I'm like, Caster, there's no pie. Yeah. We don't have pie today. And he goes, I know. What are we going to do? I'm like, you need to like repent and apologize to your friends. He's like, all right, well, I'll take him for lunch. So we go through service. Service ends. The uh, In this one, the fellowship hall, the, there was a window. You kind of you open the window. Into oh, yeah, the, yeah. And they put pies out. And oh, I go, man. where does it? They just so happened that they're doing like a fellowship coffee and pie yeah. afterwards. I'm like, mm-hmm. All right, don't throw the fleets on the water like yeah. this is a normal thing. <laughs> I kept thinking like, dude, he had to have asked her. He had a, he he had to have asked, you know. Were uh, they fresh baked pies or store pies? Store pies. Okay, so it could have been. He could have asked, yeah. They could have got him for him. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, just, anyways, I just thought it was. But well, you know what? Maybe, like, he, was, come on, maybe he was praying. He was for praying church's for growth. Praying for pie. And the pies showed up. So. <laughs> I was like, dude, you only get one of those. So another part of this one, like I will share the responsibility of my church is by warmly welcoming those who visit. Yep. Um, like we just have Romans 15, seven, the scripture for all of this, but therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So hospitality, but warmly welcoming people who visit your church uh, is absolutely essential. Oh yeah. And it needs to be a part of the cultural fabric of of your local congregation because if, it says something when people are walking in like the yeah. aste- like not only is there the aesthetics but if a church is cold people feel that people yep. feel like oh i'm not really wanted here yep i'm or like i'm in i'm i'm a nothing i mean i'm they're, i'm indifferent they're indifferent toward me yeah right? i'm burdened to them you know it's like yeah you're like they don't want me here but they don't care if i'm here it's just like i'm a and and i'll tell you like I know you've had this experience, Jimmy. I've had this experience yep. a lot. When, as a general rule, if I go and visit a church, um, people don't say anything to me. Oh, really? They just they completely. Yeah. They, they, and I'm talking pretty much most of the local churches in the area here. When I walk in, if somebody greets me, it's somebody who has a who's handing out programs at the door. Mm. Nobody else says boo to me. Mm. So I was just meeting with a couple. They were visiting our church and um, they're not coming back. Like this is not for them. They were coming from a very different place. Now, is it him and her or just yep, her? It's a family. Oh, okay. No, the only reason why, because I got an email. Oh, okay. So, um, so this guy and his wife were here and they're, they're coming. Well, they're coming from a church of Christ. And so when we started to walk through, like, you know, I said, well, here's what I know about the church of Christ. And, and here's what, why you guys aren't going to probably like Redeemer. And, uh, and so we were kind of talking through that. And I said, by the way, how many people greeted you? You know, and I'll be honest, they, they looked really stoic. 
uh, when they came in. They did not have like happy faces on when they came in to visit. Mm -hmm. And that can turn some people off and scare people away from from welcoming uh, them. So uh, I said, how many people? And he's like, I don't know, 15. And I was like, that, that's really good. Yeah, that's I'm really glad good. to hear that. I'd have been happy if it was three. Yep, because that's, 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 that's a win. Three's, that's three's a great. win. Now we've worked hard at like, encouraging our people <clears throat> to warmly welcome those who visit because yeah, it is... It is something that uh, even if they want to be left alone, you don't have to pepper them with questions. No. Well, hey, I'm glad you're here. So nice to meet. My name is such and such. We got some coffee over here if you want some. Man, uh, I'm so glad. And then, you know, if depending on how the vibe is, you can, you can carry on. But it's a... It's not hard. No, it's not. I, mean, I, I can understand, like, it, maybe you feel awkward. But over time, like, it's not It's it's not difficult. No, but but it does have to be cultivated yes i think it's easy but it's got to be cultivated all right what about number three i will serve the ministry of my church by discovering my gifts and talents by being equipped to serve by my pastors by developing a servant's heart by serving through the gifts and talent god given to me by god yeah mm. mm-hmm. guess there what we go. guess what uh you're part of the local church no free rides that's right you go <laughs> serve the local church <laughs> um that's what you call to so i had a i had a friend um who was uh early on in the early days was like can't wait to join and i'm like great where do you see yourself serving uh, unfortunately i'm just too busy to serve in any capacity mm. and my words were well then keep on walking down the road plenty <laughs> of other churches you can join where there's yep. nothing is expected yep. of you. but i know you and i know first of all you're single okay uh <laughs> but I, I know you and i know that you have the capacity to serve in some way uh, so if you're not willing to serve, like, don't even bother. Don't even, yeah. And of course they joined and serve. And, oh, everything's fine. Wonderful. Um, so I think this is important because on the one hand, we, we do need the, we, you don't want 20% of the people doing 80% of the work. You want everybody serving in yep. their own capacity. Yep. But, and so while it's important to kind of walk through, especially with people that are joining, what it means to know what your talents are or your gifts are, um, you know, cultivating a servant's heart. But, when we talk about what we expect from our members, what I tell them is on the front end, I go, we expect everybody to serve, um, you know, in the capacity that they can. Um, now there are situations where people cannot serve Mm. because, you know, they might have uh, a mental, a mental or physical, um, illness or something that at least in the time being, just they, they don't have the capacity to do so. Yeah, and so yeah. they're going to, you know, and other people would say like, well, no, it, it, other people could have maybe even the similar con- pregnancy. At a certain point, uh, they just might not be able to uh, serve based. That's right. Or just after delivering a baby. Yep. <laughs> so yep, yep, there yep. are situations where people cannot serve, where we would say they're providentially hindered. And of course, that's totally fine. Um, but most people can serve in some capacity. And it really comes down to figuring out, like, okay, so what are you gifted at? What do you like to do? What are you interested in? Uh, what are you competent to do? And what do you have the the, the ability to do? And even just even just in terms of bandwidth, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you might be going through a really difficult season of life, so your your ability might be smaller. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like, I just think of everybody's different, right? So I think of a guy like Brian Malcolm who has always served at a very high capacity. Yeah, very high. And um and it, it's it's sort of like a magic trick because when people know when they when they begin to understand um what he does on a volunteer basis they're like how is that possible? How does he that doesn't he marry? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he's married and mm-hmm. he got kids too. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, yeah, he's got kids. And he ha- he has a career. Yeah. Technically he has like two careers actually. Yep. Go, oh. 
okay. <laughs> how does that work? He's like, David Blaine? I don't know how he did that. Um, but everybody has different capacities, yep. right? And so it's not about you have to be as busy as somebody else. It's just finding a means to actually serve the congregation in in our effort to make disciples as a, as a local church. And man, there's all kinds of opportunities to serve that, that, are, you know, that are relatively simple and easy. Yeah, love it. It doesn't have to be complicated. Number four, Joe. Mm, I will support the testimony of my church. Ooh, so I go ahead. You know what? Let's go ahead. By attending faithfully. Yep. By yep. living a godly life. Yep. Oh, well, a godly life. By giving regularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So going back to this, uh, 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 what do you call it? This extra thing to be signed, statement of biblical sexuality. Yep. For us, you know, I'd be looking at by living a godly yeah. life is part of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same with not getting drunk. Same. Same. Having, ha- having aborting your children. Same. Beating your children. Same. Cheating on your wife. Same. Not being a very good friend. Same. Uh, <laughs> not paying your taxes. Same. <laughs> Theft. Theft. <laughs> <laughs> all the individuals are like, <laughs> um, All right. So, yes. So, listen, uh, supporting the testimony of your church, you, you should be pumped to, if you're joining, if you're, if you're joining a church, you, you should be pumped. Yeah. Right. Not because it's the perfect church. There isn't one. Right. The closest one I've ever seen is Redeemer. Right. And there's only one of those. Well, you have, of course, we're always going to feel that way because we love the church. We yeah. love these people. Yeah. It's like, so you should be pumped. Right. I love First John because First John, John's like, we want you to have fellowship with us because our fellowship is with him. Yep. It's like he was excited for them to join the church. Yes, like, that's so yes. cool. We're supposed to be pumped for that. And so, yeah, you, you, the testimony of your church is um, is a reflection of Christ. So we want people to recognize I am a part of this family. Your 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 identity now is connected to a local manifestation of the kingdom of God, right? The, a local church. And so we expect a few things. Uh, big picture, you got to attend faithfully. Yep. So, yeah, we talk about this with people that want to join. We do expect you to make Sunday's gathering a priority. I mean, it should already be a priority. Yeah. Not only do we expect it. Yeah. We're not, it's, it's, how do you expect something that should be? Does that make sense? You should want it to be. We shouldn't have to expect it. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. What I'm saying is as not even just, even as a member, just as a believer. Oh yeah. Sunday morning is, is critical, crucial. Like this is a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is super basic stuff, but you know, people get comfortable. Things change. People allow schedules and other issues to sort of interrupt in Sunday. Yep. Yep. The world loves Sunday because ain't nothing going on on Sunday. And so they love to throw everything on Sunday and then expect Christians to be like, Oh yeah, I can just, I'll just go ahead and adjust. Yeah. Yeah. I can give up church. Yeah. And again, look, listen, if somebody, if somebody skips out on a Sunday, uh, they're not in trouble at Redeemer. And, um, and we might not even notice. In fact, we, we probably would notice if, if somebody wasn't there, but we would assume, Oh, they couldn't make it for whatever reason. If you're gone for a, co- a few Sundays, what, what we might like reach out and be like, Hey man, if you're, if you're in a small group, you'll, you get contacted by somebody who just missed you. Like, hey, buddy, I missed yep. you. Okay. Yep. But even if we notice you haven't been there in a few weeks, then a, an elder might reach out and be like, hey, hey what's up? Notice you're missing. Hope everything's okay. Let me know if there's anything you need. I'm praying for you. Yeah. You know, because it's probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could be something. And so, you know, you want to uh, you want to reach out. But, I, you know, my son, when he got his job, um, you know, he is a – as a high school student, he got his first job working for Oberweiss ice cream. Boom. And, uh, and he understands like 
uh, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Mm. So we worship on the Lord's Day. And so you don't work. You're not, it doesn't matter. If they put you on, you get to say, yeah, we already discussed this. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not coming in. That's not, that's not a thing. And if you tell them that up front and don't bend, they won't ask you. Yep. They will leave you alone. But if you're using like, oh, I don't work on weekends just because you want to party, they'll, they're going to ask you and yep. you'll have, you'll have yep. to bend and flex. So, um, yeah, man, you just got to set the standards. But like, it's just easy. You know, people like sports is a real challenge for kids because so many sporting yep. events happen on Sundays yep. and people wind up, you know, missing. And again, if somebody's taking their kids to a, a game on a Sunday, they're not going to get in trouble. It's just, it's, it's, it's oftentimes the, um, an indication that there is a slip in regards to not just the priority that we should put on the Lord's Day, but how we think about corporate worship in the local church. No, absolutely. Absolutely. What about, uh, let's see, living a godly life. We already talked yep. about that. Yep. Giving regularly. Oh. Yeah. Of course. 20%. Uh, I don't think we put 20, any. 20, it's what it says in the fine print. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen we that ask fine for print. your W-2s. No. For no, we do not. Okay, we don't. We don't do any of that. We just encourage people to give sacrificially, generously, according to their ability. Joyfully. Joyfully, without compulsion. Mm-hmm. All right. That's about it. That's that's about it for us. You know what, though? I should tell everybody that, uh, you know where we got this? Do you, do you know where this came from? You might remember. Uh, I'm going to assume. Mm. Ooh, I could be wrong on this. Okay. I'll give you some hints. All right, go ahead. Technically, mm. a Southern Baptist church. Technically? The word technically is a key. Is key here. Because most people don't think of it as a Southern Baptist church, but it is. Yeah. Well, I was going to, okay. Large. Large. So are we looking at McDonald's church? No, no. Oh, even worse? I, 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 no. No, no, not worse. No, no, no. Uh, um, Project Orange or whatever that is. Who's the guy? What? Why are who's what that guy's the world? You're going to like all the worst examples. Like, no. Okay, okay Dever? Okay, no, that's a good example. Yeah. Uh, no, this is from California. California. Rick Warren. Oh, this is Rick Warren. I think this I comes am. from Saddleback. And they probably took it from somebody else. I don't know. But I think that's where I found this years ago and I was like they actually have a very simple clean uh, membership covenant that we like and so uh, with that you know, mm. it's pretty good hey love your church everybody there you go we'd love to hear your thoughts you can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion you can head to the website DoctrineandDevotion.com there you can contact us you can sign up for the email blast of the store JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear we got the first part every Monday and Thursday we got blog posts and video content over at the website and we've got that all-access exclusive content. we got Banter Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. If you want to support the podcast and get some exclusive commercial-free content, hit that link on your podcast player that says support this podcast or head to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all-access to sign up today. Later. Later.